I'm Kim Yolunoye, investigative journalist. It's May 27, 2021. In the last podcast of IJ Dumuje Uboko that I gave you, I discovered a conflict of interest in the case. In the part where the defendants, Oki Fejoku and five others, were charged by the court for murder and terrorism. The court order stated that were charged for these, and the magistrate court said that they could not try them for terrorism in a magistrate court in Delta because terrorism is a federal offense. So that case has to be transferred to the high court. In that process, the magistrate was invited by the attorney general and some powerful person to alter and change that order. An order signed at 10 a.m. was changed at 4 p.m. under Juris. And this magistrate signed the order. And Oki Ifejoku and the rest of the defendants were released. But when it was decided that what was done was wrong, everybody was rearrested. Two people were killed in this communal crisis. Two innocent people. Pamela Ifejoku is saying on YouTube videos that her father is innocent. And there's so many people who are going to testify against her father. Two of them I have interviewed. There's another side to this story that I now want to tell you on IJ Idumuje Uboko. The defendants on the terrorism matter are in Abuja. It said they were allegedly planning to kill Ned Umwoko, the philanthropist and billionaire businessman, former lawmaker. Chetza, or is it Chitza? And another inmate are in Kuche prison in Abuja. And it is said that they actually threatened Ned. Those two were in a cell with a third inmate. That inmate was not in their case. The way the prisons are made, the way they're structured, you might be in a cell with other people who have other cases. Cheta and another person were discussing the case. A third inmate was asleep. Well, they thought that he was asleep. He was not. He was actually listening to them with his eyes closed. And this inmate's name was Osi Bosa. I said was because this inmate is now dead. When this inmate, inmate left prison, and I believe he came in for a domestic case of some sort, maybe domestic violence, he allegedly, or I say he reportedly overheard them, Chita and the other guy, saying they were heavily funded by a person who owns an oil and gas firm. And the person owns petrol stations. Cheta and some other inmates in the terrorism case. The defendants in the murder case, Oki Fejoku, those guys are in Asaba Detention Center. But the terrorism guys are reportedly here in Abuja. They're definitely here. It's very hard to go and interview somebody in prison. 
So now we have Cheta, another person, and Osibosa, a roommate to them, who overheard that they were heavily funded by a person who owns an oil and gas firm and oil and gas stations. The first person that came to my mind was Gabriel Ogweche of Ren Oil. And this is why I made the call to Ogweche to want to talk to him and interview him on his role here. Because Ogweche wrote an article about the community. Idumuche Oboko, The Path to Peace. I read the article and the more reason why I wanted to talk to him. And I got his number. I'm a journalist. I can get anybody's number. And I called him. Today is Thursday, the 27th. On Monday, I called Obeche, who told me to call him back at 4 o'clock. I called back fruitlessly at 4 o'clock, and I could not get him. He said he was on his way to Lagos to travel to the States on Wednesday. So if he traveled to the States on Wednesday, he's gone yesterday. I can't reach him. I called him almost 12 times, a lot. He did not pick up the phone. And this is exactly why I want to talk to him. Ogwichi doesn't have to tell me that this is true or this is not true. No one wants to be affiliated with these thugs. Many of these thugs, they were brought in from an amber estate. They were paid. They were heavily funded. The transaction between whoever allegedly paid them and the work they did to cause mayhem in the community was witnessed by someone that I've interviewed, Kachi Nwoko, one of Ned Nwoko's cousins. I came here to Abuja to interview these key eyewitnesses, their star eyewitnesses. Meanwhile, the court order that freed Oki Ifejoku and put him back into prison, which his daughter is crying all over social media about, was changed. The magistrate was threatened the magistrate was allegedly threatened, and I want to say he was threatened to change that court order. And it's important that she knows that. Pamela needs to know why her father was rearrested. There are many loopholes here that nobody has time to fund or to even go out for in the mainstream media. Osibosa overheard them. What did he do when he left prison? He overheard. Did he tell anybody? This is what happened next. Osi Bosa attended a big church in Abuja called Koza, Commonwealth of Zion Assemblies. While he was at Koza as a congregation member, he met somebody that knew Ned Nwoko. Two people, actually. He met two people that knew Ned Nwoko. I don't know how that came about. But however they connected, Osibosa wanted to speak to Ned Nwoko, that he should protect himself. himself. And those defendants were trying to kill him. They can actually kill you from outside, you know, inside the prison. They can, you know, kill you from inside the prison and organize it. Osibosa wanted to protect Ned's life. So he told this person in Koza 
to give the message to Ned and Woko. I want to know about these people in the prison. That's why I want to talk to Mr. Ogbeche, because they mentioned the fact that the person was in oil and gas and they were heavily funded. Hands have been pointed at Ogbeche quite a few times, but nothing like talking to him in person. And yes, you can deny that. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of rhetoric, and a lot of lies that people were also filled in around. But he's refused to talk to me. He hasn't made time to talk to me. What happened next? O.C. Bosa, the person that told a church member who knew Ned and Woko, and the message finally got to Ned and Woko, suddenly was found dead. O.C. Bosa was not in an accident. He was not shot. He was not stabbed. He just died. His autopsy would have showed whether he was poisoned somewhere. Maybe something he ate or drank with someone. Nobody knows. The DSS and the police were notified because he had information of a threat to Ned Unwoko's life from people inside the prison. I'm not playing with this kind of stuff. Look at the woman that married uh, Chris, um, the actor in Hollywood, his American wife that was married to two people. The husband is a big drug dealer. He organized her killing outside her office. In America, we all saw that things are really, really being planned in the prison. I know that. So it's very important to have the DSS and police protect Ned and Woko. When they were notified, the IGP, Mr. Adamu, who is now being removed, Adamu has been replaced by a new IGP. It's a problem. When an IGP does something, the other IGP has to carry up the new cases. But in the times we are, with what we're dealing with, with terrorism, with banditry, kidnappings, and all kinds of insecurity, I don't know if Usman Baba Al-Kali has even picked up this Unwoko case. The DSS and police were notified that IGP Adamu called Ogbeche, Mr. Ogbeche, the CEO of Ren Oil, called Ogbeche and Unwoko and had a meeting with them in March. March of 2021, they had a meeting with the IGP. Adamu. Adamu ordered a full investigation on what was heard in the prison and why Osibosa was found dead. The key to what killed Osibosa, we don't know and we may never know. There is an officer, an investigative officer in the police who I'm talking to about that case. The investigator told me that he'll get back to me. I've called him. But what I'm hearing, the family of Osibosa, they have refused to cooperate. They have refused to cooperate. They don't want an autopsy. I think he's been laid to rest a long time ago. And I can see why they don't want to cooperate because they don't want to get killed. So that's one person down. He could have been a witness, but he's dead. Dead people don't talk. All this stuff are allegations. We can't ask him what he heard from the inmates. He's not here anymore. But we can report it. One thing I hate as a journalist is asking people questions or trying to get in touch with them, and they don't answer you, and then later they come and say they answer you. 
There is somebody who's a witness to all this, who is now asking me to talk to him about it. Anything you want to know. And I can't. Because once a journalist asks to talk to you, the same way as Mr. Ogbiche, he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't pick up my phone calls. Investigative journalism takes a lot of time and money and energy. I have court papers. I have police reports, local, federal, and state government reports. It's extensive. Who is funding the thugs that destroyed Idumuje Uboko? Who is doing what? In my next broadcast, you're going to see the interviews with Chukuma and Kachi Uboko. It is very compelling. You're also going to see the interview with the father of the deceased victim, the deceased victim in the communal clash, Cyprian Kumoru, the Benue man, a young man who lived in Delta and did Okada riding, and he brought somebody to the palace on the Okada and he was shot. And everyone has forgotten about him. And people on Pamela Ifejoko's side are tweeting, one Cyprian was killed. One. He has a name, Cyprian Kumohu. And I met his dad. And all he wants is his son's body. I'm Kemi. I'm lawyer, investigative journalist. Aiche Idumuje Uboko.